And with a quick turn, skipper Alex Dock slams it in. There's Lindegaard making Forrest backpedal. Davis looking to help it into the path of Morris. He's found him via the deflection. It's Aaron Davis. He could win it. He probably has won it for Yeovil. Oh, and it's an opening goal. What a start. Madden, after just six minutes, gives Yeovil the lead. Stansfield, good turn away from Trott. Goal. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Glover's Past from the Glover's Cast as we go back through the Green and White archives to speak to players who've graced the turf at Hewish Park. Tonight on the first Wednesday of the month, which is when you always uh, take on the Glover's Past, uh, we actually happen to coincide with a match scheduled against Bar City in National League South. So we've sought out two players who've actually turned out for big uh, for both clubs, I should say, big clubs and both clubs. Um, so it's our pleasure to welcome two stars of the team, which played at the last time Yeovil Town were at this regional football level back in the mid-1990s. Firstly, Dean Burtby and Rob Cousins. Welcome to the Glovers cast, gentlemen. Evening. Evening, David. How are we? Okay. Good, thank you. Good, Good. stuff. Well, I am the only one of the, the the three hosts of the of the podcast who's old enough to remember you guys uh, uh, mm-hmm. playing playing regularly. So it's fallen to me to um to ask the questions. And 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 Dean, I'm going to start with you because uh, I think I'm right in saying you were the first of the of the two of you to arrive at Yeovil mid- midway through the '95 '96 season, uh, December 1995, if the record books are right. And it also says that you were um, I'm not sure whether this is right at the time, but you were Bath top scorer when you moved to Yeovil. So what 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 made you uh, want to make that move? Um, I was Bath's top scorer the previous season. Ah, my, um, that might have been it. But that was it, yeah. So that, and that one. And then it was strange, really, because Robbo had always been one of my sort of heroes. I'm a Tottenham fan. Um, so, yeah, he'd always been one of my sort of heroes. We played against them when I was at Bath for Stevenage. He didn't. He played for Stevenage. Uh, they beat us three 0 on a New Year's Day. Right. Um, and he just, I don't know. He was Robbo, wasn't he? And he wasn't particularly charming that day. And I was going to say, you mean not well behaved, don't you? That's what you mean. Yeah, I do. But you know, <laughs> sort of riled with with us a little bit. Um, and then he he obviously subsequently took over at Yeovil, um, and we played them on the Easter. I think it was the Easter Bank Holiday Monday. Something I scored a couple. Give him absolutely loads, really. We had a few bits and you know bits and uh, pieces back and forward, um, and then the, the the season after you obviously got relegated that season. The season afterwards, I actually gone to watch a couple of my friends play for Brislington against Yeovil in the I think it was the Somerset Premier Cup. Right. I've seen them and went in the bar afterwards, and Mr. Cotton come and grabbed me to one side. Um, oh, Terry Cotton. Yeah. Uh, he was obviously Robbo's assistant then, um, and asked if I'd be interested in signing, it, and it sort of went from there. Okay. So, uh, and again, looking looking out of the history books, he suggested you you trained with Bath on the Saturday morning, and then signed for Yeovil that afternoon, and then yeah. got introduced to the crowd. Is that really how it happened? It is. Yeah. We he, um, there was a bit of to and fro in with the the fee. Bath obviously needed the money at the time, right. um, and. Mickey Spencer had moved uh, the other way. Mickey had come to Bath 
Um, and so I was asking him, what should I, you know, what should I ask for and things like this and what should I expect? So, yeah, we trained on the, on the Saturday morning at Kingsfield for Bath because we didn't have a game. Um, and, yeah, I came down on the, on the dinner time and sort of agreed things with Robbo and, and yeah, I was introduced to the crowd, which is quite strange. had a few booze. Um, I was going to uh, say, how did, how did it go down? <laughs> yeah, nothing new there. No, it was, it was you know, to be expected. Um, but yeah, it was, uh, it was just a move that came about. Kevin Dillon was obviously there with, with Robbo as well. Um, because I've done well the previous season, a bit like Gilly, I listened to Gilly's Derry Gills yep. the other week, and again, he alluded to that. You sort of thought that you were taking a, a step backwards, if you like, to go forwards. And I'm sure Rob probably, you know, will allude to that and, and, and agree with that when you speak to him later on. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I just want to ask you about because at the time you were right, there were some pretty decent strikers on the on the books already. We obviously have Warren Patmore who went on to do great things. Gra- Gra- Giuliano Grazioli was on on loan, I think, uh, at the time. I mean, did you did you walk into that squad and think, "Am I going to get into this team?" Or did you sort of always back yourself uh, with your talent? I think you always back yourself to a, to a fashion, but you know, it takes you a while to sort of suss out who the players are and what they are. You've gone into a completely new sort of dimension and a, a new dynamic going into a different dressing room with different people. At Bath, we were quite local. All the guys were sort of, you know, a lot of Bristol-based guys uh, who come into the Oval team and then all of a sudden it was like guys from London and that, and, yeah. you know, just, just different characters to get used to, yeah, but Juliano uh, uh, was there for a little bit and playing and then he got recalled, went back. Um, we had Leroy Well. Yeah. Chief... Um, Joker, Chief Practical Joker of the pack, but Leroy was a good player as well, Warren, and like I said, Martin St. Hilaire. Yeah. So, yeah, it wasn't a case of, right, I'm definitely going to get him, but, you know, you, you back yourself to do that. Yeah, yeah, and uh, and uh, I'm I'm going to get on to Rob in a second because I want to ask you about um, a, a game that came up pretty early in your time, which was a, a t- two two games against Bath City at the end yeah. of 1990 January '96, I should say. We uh, we drew at Twerton in the first game and uh, and then lost the replay. I mean, what do you remember about that? Did did, did Rob give you a kick up in the air or what happened uh, there? No, a guy called Chris Sugar did. Because Sugar oh, gave me a kick up in the air, he subsequently got sent off. Um, right. uh, it was one of those games. It was strange because, again, when you know at, at the beginning when we said about you know signing and how it came about. After I'd signed, we, I actually went back to Bristol and we all went out and we went out to a pub. So it wasn't that we were bad friends and you no. know and, or so, any bad feeling. And then as soon as I went to Yeovil, we drew Bath in the trophy. <laughs> So, you yeah, must have wondered what was going on. Yeah, and I can remember them. Mr. Cousins, I think equalising in the last minute down at Hewish to get oh, I, I didn't want to say. Uh, so, <laughs> I'm glad yeah. you brought that up. Yeah. Yeah, I can remember certain things, but it was just, you know, it was a great game. And I've got, a bit, I don't know, it's just one of those games where even though we lost, it was such a good game and a good atmosphere and everything. You know, you, part of you is, please. Please for your your ex teammates. Yeah, and Rob, what what would you remember about the the goal? Obviously, and is it right, Graham Roberts gave you uh, tried to tap you up in that game as well? Yeah, I mean, uh, I think we were two 0 down at half time, and really up against it. And a, a few words were said to us as we walked off the pitch by the coaching staff for Yeovil, and oh, that, that that would just fuel to the fire. Dave Palmer, assistant manager, used it in his team talk, 
And that's all we needed to, to have that uh, incentive to go forward in the second half. Unfortunately, yeah. like Dean said, Chris took a, took that too far and was sent off within 10 minutes. So we were up against it. That, that meant me going back to the centre half for the next uh, 25 minutes of the game until uh, I sent a cross in from a free kick, which was deflected in for her own goal. And I uh, said, so with five minutes to go, I managed to get the equaliser. So, yeah, that was nice. It's a sweet uh, sort of feeling after being sort of uh, drummed into our ear as we're going off that we we were given a, a footballing lesson. The words were, right. we've just been given a footballing right, lesson. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't me. No. <laughs> but uh, yeah, and it then sounds we like Rob remembers who said it. Yeah, but it was actually from a corner. I was I was having a particularly good game, and Graham. Yeah, it did sort of tap me up as we're you know, running yeah. back from a corner saying, I, I want you to play with for me next year. I said, well, <laughs> speak to me in the summer then. <laughs> <laughs> and he didn't forget it by the sounds of it. No, well, Dean was uh, heavily involved in in the talks between uh, Graham and uh, about myself and uh, and Jerry, sort of yeah. possible targets that if he was uh, interested in, in us to speak to us in the summer. So, uh I guess you, some might say thankful for Dean to speak up for my behalf. Or... You're waiting for my 10%, Robert. Yeah, exactly. I think you uh, <laughs> spent that with a, in the, uh, the bar the other week. But yeah. yeah. No, so. Right, and again, going back to the start of that game, Rob, you probably you might not even know this. I can remember you, you mentioned Dave Palmer. Yeah. We got down there early, and Robbo had Lee Groves and a couple of the YTS lads. You always left footballs, didn't you, in the opposition dressing room? And he pumped the balls up. He got them to pump the balls up so hard. He chucked water down on the on the dressing room floor. So the floor was wet when you went in. And I, I can remember palms coming out of the dressing room and just volleying the balls down the, down the corridor, corridor. Down yeah. the corridor down towards our dressing rooms. And that was before the game. So, yeah, yeah there was a bit of needle all, all, the, way, all the way through. He was a bit of a wind-up merchant, Mr Roberts, wasn't he? Yeah, but it can backfire as well, and it, it did a little bit that night. It definitely did that night. But well, Dean, I mean, just to finish off on on that season, because I mean, you scored some some important goals, if I remember rightly, and we Are didn't you talk quite... to me about me. <laughs> no, no, well, I, I we, we, we I was going to say goal scoring. You get the last forty five minutes, mate. Yeah, Take we'll come bite. to that. We'll come to that. But but uh, yeah, that season, Dean, we we obviously I think it was Hayes won it, didn't they? And and Enfield um uh, came second, but. Um, I mean, it wasn't. We, we we came pretty close, I think, to that sort of immediate return. Then, yeah, the you first season, yeah, 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 I can remember. I actually was injured for the last three games. I had to have a hernia oh, operation. Yeah. Um, I can remember the game at Hayes, uh, right. last game of the season. I think Robbo scored with a header. He did. You're right. Yeah, yeah. I've been looking that one up. <laughs> yeah, and I spent most of the day in the bar with Mr. Kelly and a few oh, of the other supporters and having a few drinks. And again, Lee Groves, Tony Pennock, we drove it up, up to the ground. So, yeah, we didn't go on the coach on the way back. But yeah, that was a bit of a. We were in it, anybody. I think it was, yeah, like you said, one of three teams that could go up. Yeah. Depending on the results on the last day, we obviously needed to win, not to be. But yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and to Rob's point about you. Um... Uh, you know, suggesting him, him and Jay. How how did that come about? Was it Robbo had a had a word with you? Who would who would you sign? It, yeah, that's exactly what it was. Just you right. know, who would who would you sign from Bath? Who was you know the, the two players? And obviously, Rob I've known you know since being a, a schoolboy. 
and, and yeah. scoreboard football and, and things like that. Rob has always been a model of consistency and one of those players who you want in your team. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it's Rob and Gillian, to be fair, you know, they both have done absolutely fantastic. I know Gilly was only there a season, but, you know, he went on Birmingham and did what he did. And Rob is obviously, you know, speaks for himself. Absolutely, and uh, and Rob, so it was uh, summer '96, I think I'm right in saying you yep. you came down, and and when when we spoke with um, Jerry on the on the last uh, Glover's past, he mentioned there were sort of financial issues at Bath at the time, so the yeah. club obviously needed the the money. Was was it a bit of you know wanted to help the club out, or as Dean was saying there, taking a step backwards to take one forwards? Uh, it just came. I've been there seven years, and we were. At... The biggest part of the Bath team under Tony Ricketts, particularly in Dave Palmer, was we had the togetherness on the pitch and off the pitch. I had some great times, great memories at Bath with the FA Cup runs we had. And that was only taken out onto a Saturday team night in you know, in Bristol. Uh, mm-hmm. We were the envy of, of a few clubs, actually. They could see how well we gelled as as a team, personally, as on, the, on and off the pitch. Um so, but it got to a point then that that sort of those key close friends of mine were starting to leave and go in different directions, like Dean, A.D. Means, Gary Smart. And at that point, Dave Palmer was also going to stand down that season as well. So I just felt it was starting to unravel and perhaps it was time for a new challenge. And I had the opportunity to speak to Graham and Terry Cotton uh, and obviously Dean giving it um, his opinions on, on the club. It was just too big of an attractive uh, pull for me to to turn down. Really, it was a, a new challenge, but I just yeah. felt the time at Bath it was coming to sort of close with what we achieved as as a collective, and certainly close friends of mine were were moving on to other things. Yeah, and I mean, obviously, you 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 knew Yeovil having having played there on a number of yeah. occasions. I'd have thought not just that one we spoke about there, um, but. You'd have you'd have played there a lot, so you perhaps understood the 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 potential probably at that yeah, point I mean, of the club. You would, you would look at it. it was a it was a football league club waiting to happen, wasn't it? The the, the new ground, the support. I mean, that first season that I was there, we were averaging two thousand seven hundred at least. Yeah. And often nobody can forget the Enfield game when it was a sellout. So uh, yeah, yeah, that you could just see it was a non-league club with a lot of history. Especially with the FA Cup, that was just waiting to uh, to just stride forward. And under Graham, obviously uh, an international sportsman, that you know, you just, if he's interested in you, there must be something you're doing doing okay with. You can't be doing too bad, can you? Now and 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 looking at the results, Rob, the start of that season started started well. I can see three three uh, well three wins, one draw, and a, and a defeat in um in August of that um first season that you were there. Yeah. I think so. Uh, you must have thought, well, maybe I've made the right right move here. Yeah, it was strange because we we had a very good preseason with some good opposition, which obviously yeah. the Graham's connections in the in the Premier League at the time. We had some really good... Turn- and he was transforming me from... I was an attacking midfielder and he wanted me to play, in particular, playing sweeper. Right. Again, I, at the beginning, I argued, no, I'm an attacking midfielder. I can do box-to-box. But he, um, he was adamant that I was going to be playing sweeper between either himself and a couple of the centre-halves that he had in his, his squad. And uh, I think that proved to be the right decision. Obviously, 
Um, I felt comfortable there. We started really well, and just yeah. confidence grew. And then I say we we had we had goals in us. Like I said with Dean, Lee Orwell, Warren Patmore, and then later on, obviously Harry Farrington was just the icing on the cake. And all yeah. three of them were were banging in goals. You no, know? we just had to stop them at the other end. Yeah, it's interesting you were saying. I I hadn't noticed that. I was looking at the friendies. You're right. You got you got Barnsley, Portsmouth, West Ham, and Everton. I mean, yeah. is that the is that the Roberts effect? Is it? There's uh, yeah, that? certainly, yeah, certainly. I'm, oh. I like remember Paul Rydell playing for Everton, and then yeah. um, obviously it wasn't. I think a couple of seasons before he scored in the FA Cup final, and yeah. people said I had him. I had him in my pocket. So that was a that was a nice compliment to start with, and just gave me the confidence to play in that position. Yeah, no, that's a that's a that is a good way to start. Um, and 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 Dean, to to ask you, we um we can't not mention a game. In fact, we we've had uh, Graham Roberts on on the podcast before, and we did ask him about this one. So nil nil draw against Taunton Town in an FA Cup uh, <laughs> second qualifying round, and the replay yeah. finishes five three to Yeovil. Um, but if I remember reading Robbo's own autobiography. <laughs> It wasn't just what happened on the pitch. I mean, you scored the opening goal that night, didn't you, Dean, at Taunton in the replay? I did. I didn't play in the first game. I was injured on the Saturday. Right. Um, and there's a guy, a guy from Bristol. Um, they come up, they came off the pitch afterwards after after the draw. Just again, a bit like Rob said earlier on with Robbo and uh, disparaging remarks when you come off a pitch, that can be it. And that was it then. And I said to Robbo, look, play me Tuesday, whatever happens. Yeah, and I scored after a couple of minutes, I think. Um, and yeah, we went, I think, did we go 2-0 up and then we went 3-0 down? I, I, I think I think you're right. It might have been 2-0 two, two and, and then 5-3. But yeah, yeah, so having a bit of a running battle with, with this guy who had been giving it the big one on the, on the previous Saturday. Right. Um, and yeah, it all went off in it. A little bit. The the referee was the Wendy Toms, who was I think one of the oh, first yeah, women right. referees. Yeah. So the guy who I'd been having a little bit of a bait with all game, the guy called Dave Ewing from Bristol. Um, I went yeah. up to him afterwards and said something and sort of laughing. And right. he came up and went to headbutt me. <laughs> so I just went down on the floor and rubbed mud in my face, and he got sent off. Right. Um, and then. After that, chaos ensued. I can remember us being in the dressing room and yeah. you thought the dressing room doors were coming through. It was, uh, yeah. But it just happened really quick. There was a lot that went on around it. But, uh, you know, people getting hit over the head with umbrellas and all sorts. Yeah. Points being thrown at us. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, Graham's autobiography talks about how he ended up in Taunton Magistrates Court a couple of yeah. weeks afterwards. Well, so, I can remember him. Yeah, he definitely really... got involved. It was it was different at Taunton as well because he sort of got funneled out of the pitch to the yeah. to the far, far side, corner. the far corner. And he went out for that. And I can remember and we were coming off of there and there'd been all this trouble, trouble. And he was just stretching off, just pretending to stretch off, like, you know, just had a little kick about and that was it. And then that was sort of what uh, what got it going again. Oh geez, right. Well let's I'll not see let's yeah, those were the days, indeed, indeed. Yeah. So uh, again, I'm, I'm I'm looking through the uh, the results here, <clears throat> and there was a, a an FA Cup. Well, went out of the FA Cup by the looks of it in the in the next round at Murphy. Mm. and then there's a then there's a three nil defeat at Enfield, which obviously that season we were we were were toe to toe with them. I mean, 
Do you remember that one? I remember Martin yeah. St. Hilaire. And I'm sure Grazioli might have played against us that day as well. Um, but it, it was that, did that feel like a bit of a wobble at that point? Uh, we were always disappointed because they, they were given two penalties, if I remember. Right, yeah. And Paul Wright, there was two dives. Right. I was adamant they were not penalties. And it was, it was and yeah, yeah. I remember and coming in just uh, down the back down the tunnel thing, somebody bouncing the ball off the lights. We were fuming as we called it. There was um, a referee that went on to referee in the Premier League. Really? Right. It doesn't mean he was any good. <laughs> I remember the uh, opposite, yeah. <laughs> that was my first um, coming to with LJ Ham- Hannigan as well. Ah, of I was just, just waiting up their corner and all of a sudden I just got this elbow in the ribs. Right. It was Al James and I wasn't even I wasn't even marking him and he wasn't he wasn't trying to get close to me. He was just welcome to the game. Yeah, yeah. But I do but that... remember Paul Moran going down twice and he did it again at our place for a penalty. <laughs> so it's three penalties that I've adamant weren't penalties. Right. He was a character as well, wasn't he? Who Al James? Yeah. Very much so, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we're using a character. Yeah, the um, uh, but but I mean, again, looking at the results after that, it it, it did start to get back onto um a fairly even keel. And 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 Ding, by the looks of it, you you had a bit of a purple patch there, um, between uh sort of the the, the beginning of December and well, the 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 end of January. It, it seems to just be you scored ten goals in eleven games. I mean, what did did, did the manager give promise you a good like Christmas bonus or something then? Always. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just, you know, that happens in football, doesn't it? It's fixing yeah. starts, you know, but Warren would predominantly score a lot of the goals. I don't think, you know, we were out and out goal scorers, or I certainly weren't. I think I would drop drop in more and try and connect the player a little bit more and play as a sort of number 10, or I thought I could. Um, so, yeah, I'd score. But then, yeah, we went for a run of games, and I think there was quite, there was a few back-to-back or something, 1-0s on my score. Yeah. I remember scoring against yeah. Hayden. I can remember scoring against Haybridge at home in the last minute yep. with, a, with a volley. And then I can remember scoring the game afterwards. At, I think it was Bishop Stortford. You've horrible... got a good memory. I'm looking at the results oh, and I would man. never remember that. Horrible <laughs> pitch. I can remember the pitch. It's slow pitch. So I scored right. last minute in the in the previous game and then scored after about two minutes at Bishop Stortford. And then we just sort of defended and it was just one of those games. But yeah, we I did go for a run of sort of 10 and 11 games. Um, and then that obviously coincided with, with Howard joining then towards the end of the season. Yeah, you... well, I what? Yeah, sorry, good Rob, go on. I was just saying, was that then? Did we have the Stephen away? No, Stephen Inge, was it? Uh, we missed the penalty. So I've got. Uh, I've... And Bagging that was two. And it was, yeah, and it was yeah. two, as you well know, I missed. <laughs> <laughs> So I've got, uh, yeah, looking at this, there's, there's double header against Hayes in the um, in the FA Trophy. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. then there's, um, yeah, like you say, dagging them away. I think Graham was actually um, trying to kick uh, Jason oh. Roberts off the pitch. Was he? he threatened to, he threatened to yeah. sack me that day. He said, if they score, you're sacked. <laughs> I took a penalty first half. I got brought down for a penalty. Took it, side-footed it. Nurse keeper saved it. He was going absolutely mental at half-time, Robert. What are you doing? Side footing games in a in a you know side footing penalties in a game like this. It was a really sort of crucial game for us. Yeah. And it went to three matches that one, didn't it? The FA the FA oh, the Hayes game. one. Yeah. yeah. The, this is so the was talking about Dagenham. Yeah. yeah, but I was on yeah. about the Hayes game. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. This, uh, 
I didn't wish a penalty then, did I? No, we, no, we, we, we were we went on from that to the Hayes game. That's when yeah. Jason Roberts played. Oh, and I Hayes started to get, if you start talking about me scoring goals, mate, I'm going to just start talking about <laughs> that. Brilliant. Well, well, because because you, you mentioned Howard there, and uh, anyone who listens to these podcasts know I'm a bit of a fanboy when it comes to Howard because I yeah. I remember him being sensational at the end of, of that that season. And so, as you say, Ding, start of February. He, he he brought Howard in. I think he'd been scoring goals for fun at, at Oxford, Oxford City. Yeah, yeah. and Ding, uh, what what did you make of it? Because you and Warren had been in very good nick at that at, at that point. Did you did 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 he talk to you about it, the manager, or was it no. just he brought him in and said deal with it? That's it, you know. Right. That, that is with it, you know. In hindsight, look at it. What a decision, you know. You can't argue with a decision of managers. You live and die by your decisions. Yeah. If you, you make it, you know, a sign-in like that, and he scores, I don't know, what did he score in? How many games? 20, it was virtually a goal a game, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, it was like 25 in something. It was strange, Rob, because as well, because he was quite, he was quite well-to-do, wasn't he, Howard? Yeah. He was like quite, yeah. quite a well-to-do family, but he was, he was also, he had a very, very naughty side to him as well. It was like right? a, yeah, like a gremlin. He had a bit of water yeah. or alcohol to him, but he was a totally different person. Yeah. Did he really? Yeah. Like okay. We've had him on the pot. We had him and Mickey Engwell on on the, yeah. the first one of yeah. these that we did. And he seemed to, you know, like you say, a, a proper yeah. gentleman, but he's a teacher now, isn't he? Oh dear. <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe we should move on. Yeah. yeah. Um. Uh. But uh. But I. I wanted to ask you because you you mentioned there the that season, lots of goals, yeah. lots of wins. But it it was it's weird that a game that we didn't actually win is the one most people talk about that season. That two all draw home to Enfield at the end yeah. of of March and eight thousand supporters and however many it was was um locked. I mean, start with you, Rob. What what do you remember about that game? Just try. You cannot get across any information because of the noise. Right. You were, you were shouting it uh, you know, as, as loud as you could. You could not get the get your instructions across or talk to team members to right. say man on or you know, re- pass the ball, get rid of it because it was just so so loud. I mean, yeah. obviously when the goals, but I think Paul Turner scored one of them. Um, but yeah, just uh, in the end it was frustrating because I said it was another penalty that they were given. Um Sort of late on, and but I think I suppose um, it's a fitting, fitting result to the, to the to the game really because obviously we were both nick and tuck all season. You know to get that on a February Tuesday night, freezing cold. Yeah. As many people as that turn up for that ISIS game, not even a conference game, an ISIS yeah. game. I think it was testament to to both teams. Um, I say that how we both finished it with over a hundred points is. Uh, just shows what difference the two clubs were against probably the rest of the opposition in the league. Absolutely, no, for a country mile apart, weren't they? I think. Yeah. And and, and Dean, did did it mean something? Because if um, again looking back at the history books, we had we had ten games after that, and we were one point ahead after that that game. I mean, psychologically, did that have a a a bit give you a bit of an edge maybe over them as well? Do you think? Yeah, I think so. I think, like Rob said, your underlying feeling was one of disappointment mm. that night. So, yeah, you take a point and do that. But, yeah, do that. But, again, with how football is and how it you know, was then, 
three days later, five days later, you know, you're going again. And then it's right, who are we playing now and where are we going? And you concentrate on that game and it is an old adage, but you just sort of take it game by game. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm looking at the, the, the fixtures here. So you went from Enfield, 8,007 inside, inside, I don't know how many outside. Next game was a one-all draw at Stainstown uh, in front of 510. So that's a that's the ups and the downs, isn't it? I yeah, suppose. Yeah. yeah, that you do. I think there was a, a turning point. Like we probably about five games to go. I think they they were home and they lost. I can't remember who it was, but I think they lost on the midweek, and then we would go away and win. So they opened a gap of four points or five. Right. So it, it, come the end, it was we we got ahead a bit further, and uh, so yeah. the advantage sort of changed towards us. Yeah, and you're right because I mean, there's a there's there's if. April of that that season were absolutely steamrolling people. I mean, you've got three 0 at Sutton United is one that sticks in my mind um, that that season. But then you've got a a four three at home to Perthfleet, a four one away at Oxford City. Uh, sorry, home to Oxford City, and then three uh, one at home to Stainstown as well. I mean, that there were proper, like I say, steamrolling teams at some points. Yeah, I just think I say again, it goes down to confidence. You know, we we were there and thereabouts. Graham was drilling into us, and we had a good squad. You know, yeah. we we have. I say, if you've got three strikers that are banging in goals, then you've got half a chance. You know, because you, you need one chance. Uh, and unfortunately, at the back, we were keeping it very tight. Uh, we had midfield with big quality, we had energy. So, yeah, I mean, uh, Graham got a squad and uh, capable of winning and, and capable of sustaining that. Yeah, I think it also kept it grounded. They were like you said, right to go from eight thousand at home yeah. and then go five ten at Stains. You can't yeah. just be good players. You have to have a certain yeah. bit about you, and you have to have something about you to go to Stains Town and go. Whoa, this yeah. isn't very nice, is it? No. And then go right, tough it out. But I think as well, the team at the time and the supporters had a good rapport. There yeah. was that uh, interaction with the with the supporters, whether it be home or away in the bar. It wasn't separated. You didn't go in one bar and supporters in another bar. We were mixed together. I think sometimes we actually took supporters on our coach because they yeah. couldn't get to games. But um, I think that helped along the way. You know, that's a, it's, a, it's an extra man. I mean, you, you've got people behind you. It's a lot easier to to do what you're doing than if there's someone on your back constantly. So, uh, yeah, I think that was a, was a massive, not just team effort, but actual club effort. Yeah, 100%. And, um, and, and Dean, I, I don't think, I think you remember you saying that you didn't play the game at, at Bromley where we actually actually mm. sealed it. But you must remember the night. That must have been a celebration. Yeah, it, it was very bittersweet for me that night mm. because to win that, I said, it was my own fault. I'd been sent off right. many games before. I didn't um, want to bring it up, but yeah. No, um, and then I think he brought me on at Haybridge Swifts and I nearly went, we needed to win and I nearly scored at the end. I tried to score over a kick at the end, nearly scored, didn't happen. Left me on the bench again for the Bromley game um, and didn't bring me on. He brought Danny Adams on instead of me and I was, <laughs> you know, irrespective of being sent off and doing that, I felt that I'd, I'd done enough and, you know, done enough in the, within that season to deserve at least you know, a part of that night actually having a participation in that game. And I didn't, yeah. I was I was absolutely fuming. Brilliant, because we won, 
But in, in, internally, I was absolutely raging with, with Robert. But, yeah. Do you remember it, Rob? Do you remember that game? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good support. Um, yeah, it was a relief to get over the line, I think, with, with the game yeah. to go. Um, yeah. I'd say just a just the top of my great season. I was fortunate to play, I think it was top appearances of 51 games in my first season. So a couple of games for the reserves as well, just to keep taking over. Yeah. Unbelievable, yeah, yeah, uh, and um, obviously after that, Howard and and, and Jerry Gill uh, left for left for Birmingham, and if I, if I remember rightly, um, Graham was was trying to sort of bring in a side, presumably one that could um, could compete in the in the division above. Owen Pickard's a name that that sticks out for for me, probably because he was a a goal scorer, but. Uh, Dean, in, in that season that followed, um, oh, sorry, in the 96-97 season, you, you played, again, by the looks of it, um, 44 games. You got another 28 the the, the following year. But I, I, I seem to remember you talking about maybe having a falling out with um, with Graham and yeah. then never, we call him Lippier, who obviously took over from him when Graham left. It perhaps didn't, the chemistry wasn't the same. I mean, it's how, a how theme here, isn't it? Me falling out with people. <laughs> Um, I didn't want to bring it up. No, but... <laughs> no, it's, David, it's part of it, is what it is. It's, it is what happened, you know, and Rob has been um, very close to what went on. And, you know, we've been sat in the car together um, when I've been talking to Robbo or um, with Robbo. And again, how it came about was quite strange. We had Pens, Tony Pennock, the keeper from Swansea. Um, and I've been doing okay. I was into, uh, had a slight injury start this season, but started playing games. Um, and then we started training in Thatcham up by Reading. Right, yeah, yeah. So it was me, Rob, um, Terry, Terry Hogwell, the physio, and Pens. And they were saying, look, look, let's go and ask Robert if we can have a club car between us because we're doing all this travelling. You know, Pens is travelling from Swansea as well, yeah. Yeah. you know, to even get to us. Um, and I went in and had a word with him and went absolutely ballistic. And the next thing I knew, I was in the reserves. Right. Uh, yeah, it's quite strange. And that went on for quite a while. But, you know, I, was, I didn't think it was fair. I didn't think I was being treated fairly. So, you know, I, I stuck it out. In the long run, it probably didn't do me any favours with Colin, as you mentioned. Um, but it was something that, you know, I felt that I was in... I was in the right, or I certainly wasn't in the wrong. So, right. yeah, it was a bit of a strange time then, yeah. And, and Colin, very different character to Graham. Yes, yeah, he was. Yeah, he was. You know, and Colin, you know, David, every manager has strengths and weaknesses, the same as players. You know, yeah, he, Colin, Colin would try to, try to please everybody. Right. He would try to be everybody's friend. Where, um, yeah, I'd like say different temperament to Graham, totally. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and, and Rob, the, so the, the season we got promoted, the record show, you were player of the season, and then you won it again the season after that. I mean, looking at it, we finished 11th in 22-team division that season we came up. I mean, pr pretty good going for a team that's just, just come up. I mean, what do you remember about that that step up? Because it was going back to the conference for you because you'd already been there with Bath, presumably. Yeah, and I think some of the players were adjusting to it and didn't really... I don't think they fully appreciated how tough it was going to be. Yeah. The league was going to be, and we were going to get our own way. Do like we did the previous year with the results we did, and um, 
yeah, I just think of the learn, learning curve that we probably underachieved. But uh, I think we're always competitive. And I think then by jumping forward in another year, I think is the year where we only lost two games away under Colin Lippiot. That's um, right. So finished fifth, like I say, 98-99, finished fifth in that of that division. And I looked at the stats the other day because somebody mentioned it to me and um, I think we're only nine points off the top from Cheltenham. Yeah. Annoying. They really lost nine games at home, which I think if you'd have won win your home games, you've got half a chance. Yeah, uh, absolutely. To, uh, for only to us uh, to lose two away, now is uh, probably a missed opportunity we're looking back. Yeah, and like you say, Cheltenham were a very good side then, weren't they? That was um, when they had Steve Cottrell the first time That's round, right, think, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. He and tried the... to, on the back of that, tried to sign me or see if I was interested um, to actually go there. But I was, I was happy where I was at Eagle, so good decision. They got voted. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, what, one one thing I do notice about that game, and I, and I and I remember being there myself, was uh, first day, the 29th of April, Link Town away, 4-2 win. Uh, Rob Cousins on the score sheet after 33 minutes. After uh, they, they, I'm sure there were t-shirts made up, but there I was, was there when Cousins yeah. scored. Yeah, there was. Yeah, I did get a bit of stick for that. All, all good banter, don't you? Yeah. Now, did that goal compare to the one you scored against us for Bath then? Uh, there was no comparison, but it was always always nice to score. But then, we didn't realise I didn't he score a lot. Didn't he? When we were young kids, yeah. and when we, you yeah. know, Rob scored a lot of goals. Right, yeah. I suppose, like you say, different positions. So if you're playing well, more attacking, when yeah, because uh, when I was I was the last man. I was yeah. I did I didn't go, I rarely went up for corners. I was last man defence for the ninety minutes. That was my job. That's what Graham particularly wanted me to do. Was yeah, you're my defender. I want clean sheets. You, you don't know you're the last man you can read the game you've got pace cover stay at the back let us go up and you no know. so I rarely went forward so if I had to score a goal it had to be from a breakaway like what yeah. they did at league because it was yeah. our corner we just broke away I think I headed away and I just continued my run and joined in with play so yeah there you go well the goal the, the goal came in the end didn't it so yeah my hundredth yeah. appearance I think it was was it really hundredth appearance? Well, yeah. Yeah. you've been you've been swapping up, mate. Aren't you? Mate, well, you know, you'd swap three. You <laughs> I, I was going to say, Dean. Goals. I don't think you can say you got a hell of a memory on you. I'll give you that. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, uh, yeah, Rob. I mean, I want to ask you about your, what 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 ultimately was your your last season, that ninety nine two thousand season, because um, yeah. we, we finished seventh again by the looks of the the table, and uh, the the summer after that. Dave Webb arrived, I think, and yeah. the club made its move to to full time. Is is that what made you decide to move on the full time and and, well, and wanting to stay part time? Well, it didn't mean it was it was it was taken out of my hand. Annoyingly, I I had agreed another two year contract in the January under Steve Thompson. Right, happy to stay at the club. Um, they were happy to give me a two year contract with a testimonial. Um, right. I left it a few weeks. So, and they said, "Well, we haven't, we still haven't uh, sorted the contract." Yeah, that's fine. I'm not good anywhere. I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy what you offered me. I'm happy to stay. I, mean, I enjoy my time here. Yeah. Uh, that went on for a few months, and then the, it was a Thursday after training. Steve Thompson said, "We, we finally got the contract sorted. It's as we agreed to a contract. I'll sort you out a good uh, testimonial uh, on this wage." Yeah, happy. But like I said, for the last six, eight weeks, I'm happy. Mm-hmm. Okay, we'll do it in front of the press on on the game on Saturday. Get you to come on the pitch, sign it before the game, get it done. Yeah, fine. 
get a call on the Friday. Sorry, um, I got to stand down. Dave Webb's come in, and that totally changed. He came in, right? Sort of had his ideas. Very strange man. Had his ideas. Oh. Um, I was still playing, and yeah. I'm still playing for the England team at the time. Yeah. Um, but he was uh, obviously looking to go full time. He'd already released a few of the other players that were more senior players that weren't going to commit to going full-time. And he didn't offer me anything for me to leave my current employment, which I've been there for, I don't know, 10 years, 15 years, or 11 years at a time, to cover me going full-time. Wow. So it's like um, there was no negotiations. He didn't come back with a, an offer. And I was always sort of sort of my contract and uh, it was time to move on. But saying yeah. just... Bit annoying because I said I was still playing. I was still playing for the England C team at the time. Yeah, well, by the looks of it, you had forty-five games that season. It's only yeah. only Tony Bennett, Warren Patmore, Ben Smith that were that had played more. By the looks of it, and that's the season beforehand. Yeah, I said yeah. I, I can walk away knowing. I said I played. I was averaging. I think it was average about fifty-five games a season in yeah. four years I was there. So yeah, yeah, that year twice and I think runner-up in my final year, but um. It's all did about that sour it a bit how it ended with you? It did. Or, it yeah. did. Not not because of the club, uh, no. the supporters or my teammates. I, I was a bit disappointed with how they didn't honour the contract. They didn't. Yeah. Uh, no, I was quite happy to bide my time when they were ready to get it sorted. No, because I, I I was quite happy to stay. Um, yeah. So that that you no know, grieved me a bit, and obviously with uh, it's just. Rejection is always a, a sour, sour point. And as far as I was sure, they, they Webb didn't see me in his plans, or certainly didn't give me the opportunity to to uh, show him what I could do. No, no, that must have been frustrating. Like you say, not even having the opportunity to sh- to show what you could yeah. do. Well, yeah. especially they say like playing for the national side at the time yeah. as well. I think, well, I'm I'm obviously still on top of my game if I if I couldn't reach that pinnacle. So yeah, yeah, yeah very frustrated. Okay. Well, uh, that kind of brings us up to, to, to the present day. And as I mentioned at the beginning, when this podcast goes out, it will be the the, the morning before the um, the first time Yeovil and, and, yeah. and Bath have played in, in, a, in a good number of years. So the, both of you have played in game between these two sides before. But and I, be a lot... For me, for me, this is, be, I, I never, I always, I played for four Bath against yeah. Yeovil and Never the opposite way around. Oh right, you never, never because played because no, with my it? time we overlapped. So when I came to the Oval, we were in the Isis League, that yeah. was in the uh, conference. That season we got promoted and Bath came down. So I never, right. so you swapped places. Never played against Bath as a Oval. Oh, okay. No. So from 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 your memories as a, as a Bath, because there'll be a lot of people listening to this who've never experienced a Bath Oval again. They'll know about Oval Weymouth and 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 the rivalries there, but. I remember when I was a kid, Yeovil Bath was a spicy game, if I remember yeah, right. I mean, always, there was always, um, yeah. obviously, you get the big crowds, it's usually on a bank holiday, especially around Christmas time. And uh, yeah, it was, it was bragging rights. We, at Bath, we were looked upon as to being the, the lesser club because obviously Yeovil with their history, FA Cups, brand new stadium, like Hewish, on the sloping pitch. Um, they were renowned for at the time paying a, a good wage, so we were a sort of we were the, the lesser sort of club at the time. But what we had at 
path was totally different to what we had. You know, technically, there was some good players at Yeovil. We had good players at Bath, but we had the grit and determination and the togetherness, spirit, like I mentioned yeah. before, team spirit on and off the pitch. And that that got us, I don't know, an extra 20, 25%. I think, I don't, like I said, Dean was in both both camps at, at Bath and Yeovil in a short period of time. But I think we had that more togetherness and that more drive and willingness to do well for each other, not just uh, not just for yourself. Yeah, and Dean, as Rob mentions there, you've seen it from in, in, in both shirts, so to speak. I mean, what do you remember about games playing for both clubs? Yeah, I'm going out to watch next week. Yeah, yeah. Gilly, Gilly sorts me some tickets out, yeah. So there'll be a few of the old boys out there, I think, then to go and see them. Yeah, I said my memories are... But Bath was that game that I mentioned earlier on. I yeah. scored a couple, you know, with that with Robbo, and then obviously it's a terrible one in the FA Trophy with Mr. Cousins scoring the injury time equaliser and then and beating us three two. But great games to go and watch. Yeah. Um, and I don't think they were ever. I was asked a question. There was never. They weren't dirty games. It was just no, very competitive. Everybody yeah. wanted. Everybody wanted to win, didn't they? Yeah. Didn't want to lose. You just want that those bragging rights for the West Country non-league club. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and I mean, now you, both of you will have watched this season that's unfolded for for both Bath and and and, and Yeovil. I mean, what do you make of the way the two clubs have started? Because there are, I know there's a there's a few points in it for Yeovil, in Yeovil's advantage, but Bath have started the season very strongly as well. I think. Yeah, I mean, for me, it's uh, I've got interest in both parties with mm. not just the club, but I, I both know both managers. But I haven't played with them yeah. and been friends with them for the past thirty years. So oh, you know Mark Cooper as well. Yeah, I was at Bristol City with Mark Cooper, ah, right. and then and it comes like uh, at Forest Green together as well. Of course, yeah, yeah. So I've said I've known him sort of thirty plus years, um, right. and obviously Jerry just a little bit less, but I would say about twenty eight years, but. Yeah. So I've got a valid interest in, in both games and, and yes, I will be sitting on the fence a little bit. <laughs> on the halfway line, back it, on it, yeah? It's just a nice game to go and see and again, you're yeah. going to see, you know, yeah. like me, and, me and Rob, me and Rob's see one another, we all went away and played a, in a memorial golf weekend for Dave Palmer, who Rob mentioned earlier on, yeah. at Bath and a load of all faces and there'll be a load of all faces out there next week and it's good to catch up but it's also nice to go and see a competitive game, a big game at that level. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I say, and I said we got interest in both both camps. It's a you can couldn't have wished for a better game to go and watch. I say when they're both doing well. Now, yeah. hopefully, come the end of the season, we're talking about both teams getting promoted back okay. in the conference, having those okay. battles like we had. That would be something, wouldn't it? I mean, uh, obviously, this is a Yeovil podcast. So, what have you? What have you made? Have you had a chance either of you to see Yeovil play this season at all? I oh, went yeah. down to I went down to Boxham at Western. Oh, Western, right? Okay. Season. Um, what did you yeah. make of it? Well, from you know, from how they think it had been a bit doom and gloom, to, to be completely honest, started the season and when when they played against Western, and you know, I was pretty impressed with them. Yeah, uh, I think I that sparked I think, a bit of a run, didn't it? That game. Yeah, and I think it's, it's taken them. You know, I think obviously staying full time that makes a massive difference. Yeah. To them, you know, in terms of, like you said, uh, going on a run of games and some continuity, but also having that extra fitness. But, yeah, I don't know if it was looking at it through 52-year-old eyes, but I was thinking, phew, this is a little bit quick. I thought, yeah. it, and it was it was really sharp. I thought that, you know, they were really good on the, on that night. 
Yeah. And Rob, have you have you had a chance to see Yeovil at all this season? Not yet. No, I I've, no. I've been in contact with Yeovil. I saw Mark in the summer. I played in the Yeovil Legends football team against the oh, Yeovil Legends yeah, cricket yeah. team. Uh, Mark was there. And I caught up with him, and I I was help was helping him at the time. Um, he was after uh, the defender from Taunton. Left oh, side Jake Waddle. Jake. Yeah, I saw him play against Bath last year for yeah. Taunton, and um, I'm good friends with Michael Meeker, who was assistant at Taunton at the time last year. Right. And um, I was talking to Mark about he was you no know, interested in him, and um, yeah, I gave it. Well, I said I gave my thumbs. I gave my, my bro because he's the one standout player that I saw that game last year, Taunton v Bath. Yeah. Uh, so I was glad to see uh, got got him eventually, and uh, he's obviously doing well. Yeah, he's had a very good start to the season, Jake Wannon. Picked up an injury a couple of weeks ago and really? um, I know it was a, a little bit wobbly in the, when, the, the Welling game uh, at the weekend. But but ultimately, for, for me, been our most, the, the one player they're probably more surprised about than, than, yeah. than anyone else. Reese Murphy, Jake Hyde, Frank Nubley, you know what you can expect from those boys. But but Jake is probably the one that's that's stood out because of the quality he's got. Yeah, it's always nice to have a left-sided defender. Yeah, yeah. Gives you that, gives you that balance. But uh, as I've only watched him that one game, like I, I came away asking questions about him straight away. So he impressed me. Um, but I'm, yeah, I'm hoping to come down. I spoke to Mark. I'm hoping to come down to the new year and get a game. And obviously, both me and Dean, obviously, still good friends with Tony Pounder. So we'd like to get him down and see him as much yeah, yeah. as we can. Mr. Cotter, go, go and have a beer or ten with Terry. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah, some things never change, AD. No, no, they certainly don't. <laughs> well, I mean, we always end these podcasts by asking our guests to just uh, if there's anything they'd like to say to we have the Oval fans of all ages. Um, that includes Mr. Kelly, of course, who I know will be listening to this one. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, just uh, if there's anything that you'd like to say to the Oval fans, that you obviously played in front of all those those years ago. So, so Dean, start start with you. Um, do, is there anything that you you like to say to supporters of the Oval Town? David, I think it's important, and again, I've been, I don't know if we're a, a lad you know, Simon Smith, um, who what, Rob used to go and watch just after I left, um, and I've been friends with Simon now for a few years, and we went to games, um, you know, when in, in the Championship, League One, League Two, we've always gone to games, play our final at Wembley, so we've sort of seen it go through, and I've seen it over the last however many years, the supporters become really detached from the club. Yeah. Or, you know, it, 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 it seemed that way. They've lost their club. They've lost any say in it, especially with what happened with um, the last incumbent, who, you know, the less said about him, the better. Yeah. We don't uh, we don't mention I, him by name. <laughs> no, and I think, you know, I sat there, I came down, David, and actually done a question and answer, sent, uh, uh, question and answer session, sorry, and what's him, I've seen him sit in that room and just basically lie to people. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think it's really good and important that they feel part of the club again. I think dropping down a level again is that old adage of maybe dropping back one level to go forward again, and the people feel more part of the club. I think the the the, the new chairman has you know sort of instilled that a little bit within the club, yeah. and I think they just all feel a bit more part of it now rather than feeling removed and detached. Like I said, that seems to have been you know the last however many years. So, you yeah. know, just keep going, supporting your team and and enjoying it. 
Yeah, absolutely. No, here, here. Agree, agree with everything. Uh, and Rob, uh, like a final word from you. Anything that you'd say? Obviously, we don't want any Bath fans listening to this thing you're taking no. side. So, no, so no, be no. careful how you phrase this. Yeah. <laughs> no. So we, like I said earlier, we had a good rapport with the t- uh, the, the supporters. I think they lost. Dean's mentioned it. Just seems to have when we've gone down there to speak to supporters, they've lost that sort of connection with the player. Um, yes, you, you try to get this professional sort of outlook, but uh, where we had the interaction with the, the with the supporters in the bar after a game, on the way trips, on a Saturday night in town in Yeovil, no, it, it was great times. And I said it, that energy just bounced off each off the supporters and the team. Um, hopefully, they can they can carry on that support driving the team forward this year. We just like to be remembered as as players that. Certainly, me, Dean, and Jerry gave 110% effort every time we put Yeovil shirt on, and that's all you can ask for any player to do at any club is just show me that you care, and that's all we try to do. And hopefully, that's what we're remembered for, as well as our we did a good job, but we had uh, the club at heart at the time that we played for them. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I can guarantee you from from one supporter who was around then, that's exactly how people remember you. So, um, as I mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, real real stars of 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 that period with the um, with the club, which many younger supporters listening to this probably won't remember. So. Yeah, that's the uh, unfortunately <laughs> it was a long time ago, so there's not it many the young the young players now. We both have gone down to watch the the FA Cup games against Manchester United and. Yeah to my son down there, you get the odd people that recognise you and say hello. We just think, yeah. well, I used to have 2,000 used to think, say hello to me, but now I've got like three or four. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They used to say hello to me as well. Yeah. <laughs> Two well, just one finger. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, there's plenty who do still remember you, and I'm sure plenty of people listening to here will thank you both for everything that you did for the club, and um, and I thank you for, for joining us tonight to talk about this, and uh, let's just say We'll leave it as let's hope it's a good game uh, this evening, as it will be when people listen to this between between Bath and Yeovil. And uh, let, yeah, if we if both clubs can get promoted, Yeovil is yeah. champions, obviously. Then yeah. uh, what a great season that would be. Yeah, well, football is always the winner. <laughs> there you Terrible. go. Pleasure, right, David. No. Thank you very much. Yeah, we'll finish Thank with a right. cliche. Thank you very much, gents. Thank you. Cheers. And with a quick turn, skipper Alex Dock slams it in. Lindergaard making Forrest back pedal. Davis looking to help it into the path of Morris. He's found him via the deflection. It's Aaron Davis. He could win it. He probably has won it for Yeovil.